Welcome to the Empowered with Erica podcast. My name is Erica Vishkalis, and I'm an empowerment coach, mindset mentor, personal development enthusiast, and holistic health advocate. I've spent the last several years healing my mind, body, and soul, and have learned so much along the way. From healing trauma to navigating a sober lifestyle and learning how to step into my personal power, it has been transformational. If you are looking to heal, to be inspired, to uplevel your life and become the most empowered version of yourself, you've come to the right place. I created this podcast to help you know you are worthy of rewriting your story and to help you navigate your own empowerment journey. You are worthy of living your most authentic, aligned, and inspired life, and I can help you get there. Whether you are diving deep into personal development or just need a weekly pick-me-up, I've got you covered. Thank you so much for pressing play today. I cannot wait to transform together. Let's get empowered. Hello, hello, and welcome to another episode of Empowered with Erica. Your host, Erica, here, and I'm really excited to be joined today by my friend, Gianna Gomez-Mayo. If you have listened to the podcast before, she was previously on episode 12, and she shared all about her health and fitness journey. She has an incredible story. We are going to talk about that today a little bit, but if you want her full story, pause this, go listen to episode 12, and then come on back because today we're going to expand upon the previous conversation. So Gianna, if you want to say hi, I'm really excited that you're back on the podcast. People loved your episode, loved it. Hi, I'm so excited to be back and have some more conversation with you and uh, reach more of your listeners. I'm just super excited. Same. So today we are going to talk more about body image and just the different things that you don't necessarily talk about with weight loss and health journeys, because we talked a lot about more of like the, I would say the structural part of weight loss, like what you did and what helped your journey, what's helped my journey. And we did touch on some of these topics, but something Gianna and I talk a lot about just in private is just the concept of like body image and how to have a healthy relationship with yourself, a healthy relationship with food, and just all the different things because there's so much society pressure. So Gianna, if you want to start, can you share your experience with potentially your own body image and body perception both before and after your weight loss journey? And I know it's a continuous journey, but kind of that before and after you've really noticed. Yeah, of course. So when I started my journey originally, it was it was definitely all about weight loss. Um, Like I said, it's touched on in the previous episode. Um, At that time, my perception was really I want to be thin um, because I think Mm -hmm. I'll look better in clothes. I'll feel better um, in general, just all aspects. I just wanted to be thinner. Um, So I would look at my body and I would say, I'm not thin. I I'm not really pretty, beautiful, whatever it is, because I wasn't, I didn't feel comfortable in my own body. Um, So then I think what happened is I went through this huge weight loss journey um, and I lost a lot of weight. And you would think that at that point, you would look at yourself in the mirror and say, I'm thin now. This is exactly what I wanted. I'm happy. Um, And I remember that it was so hard to look in the mirror sometimes because I couldn't see the weight loss. Um, And I know we see a lot of things online where they say like at X amount of time, other people will notice it at X time, then you'll start to notice it. But for me, I never noticed the weight loss. I would look in the mirror and still feel like I was the same size as when I started my journey. And the only way Mm -hmm. that I could tell that I wasn't was because of the way my clothes fit. 
Yeah, I definitely can relate to that in a certain aspect, especially when, I don't know if you have this issue, but something I've had with my journey, because I'm someone that's like gone up and down. I've lost some weight, I've gained a little bit of it back, I've lost some more weight, I've gained a little bit of it back. Like right now I'm at a relatively stable place where, you know, I'll fluctuate a little bit, but it's like maybe five pounds, which at the end of the day is not that big of a deal. But this is where I've noticed my own perception is so off is like, I think I look completely different. And sure, maybe there's a little bit of difference here and there, but it's five pounds. Like, it's not that drastic. It's not that big. And that's where I'm like, Erica, like, we need to take a step back because most people do not see any difference, you know? And honestly, that'd be a little weird if they're nitpicking your body. That'd be really strange, right? But I've just noticed I'm so hard on myself. And I don't know if you can relate to this, but something I struggle with is not only not seeing the difference, but then if I do notice the difference, I'll nitpick one thing that I notice when I've lost weight. And then if that changes, I will be so hard on myself. So with my body composition, when I'm at a lower weight, like I have more defined abs. I'm just someone that has carried less weight in my abs. You know, I'm typically like lower body heavier. And so if I like can't see my abs more, I freak out, even if it's just like my period. And so, you know, I'm a little bloated or something, but have you noticed that like you have maybe a fear of gaining weight back or just a struggle with like different parts of your body, like noticing that difference or being really overly critical because I know I'm extremely hard on myself Yeah. With for no reason. <laughs> yeah, I am too. And the story I'll tell to kind of show an example is uh, in my previous job, there was an annual like party we would have around Christmas time. Mm-hmm. Um, I live near the Chicago area, so we would drive into Chicago. Um, there's a lot of different food, there's drinks, everyone mm-hmm. dresses up. Um, so I remember going to Macy's to go dress shopping. And mm-hmm. I remember going in there and I picked up some dresses and I took them into the uh, dressing room and I picked up a bunch of different sizes because that's the other thing I noticed is that because I couldn't visualize myself at whatever size I I was I fitting into clothes or trying on clothes was was a nightmare I'd get a range of like four different sizes to try on so I go into the dressing room and I try on the first size um, and it's a size six and I tried on and, um, it was a little bit loose. Like it didn't look that good. I was like, okay, well I need to go to a little bit smaller size. So then I try on a, a size four and I look in the mirror and I'm like, okay, this looks pretty good. It's a little bit loose in some areas. Um, but you know, like maybe I could try the next size down and see how it fits. So then I try on a size two and it fits perfect. The dress is like beautiful. And then I look in the mirror and I'm like, man, I am so heavy. Like what is going on with me? Like my stomach just looks like awful. And I'm sitting there in a Macy's dressing room in a size two. And I had to sit there and like tell myself like, what are you talking about? Like what is going on with you? That's wild. Yeah. And like think myself back from there because that's when I started noticing some like bad habits in myself and critiquing my body. And even now I try not to do that as much because I mean, most people go into a dressing room and they're potentially getting a bigger size than what they're used to. So they may not feel as good. 
you don't mm-hmm. hear very often of someone grabbing a smaller size than they're used to and looking at them in the mirror and saying, man, I could lose like five more pounds here or there. Um, and like I said in the previous episode too, I think that's when I started getting some bad habits where I had to yeah. catch myself um, from continuing on with those thoughts into more what I would say is more dangerous territory. Absolutely. I mean, can't relate because to be honest, I don't even know if one leg would fit in a size two for me. <laughs> but uh, that's the thing though, too, is even like this is a bit of a tangent, but size it's hard because it to us it means so much but at the end of the day one it's just a number two different brands like there's no consistency right so a size four or a size six or an eight or like a 10 or 12 like it's going to be different at a different store so it's like attaching yourself to that number can also be a very dangerous game to play because some stores and some cuts and some fits just it varies it varies significantly and I know for me it's been a struggle at times because like I will compare myself to people that are a certain size and you know a size whatever looks different on different people you know what I mean like I don't think I could ever I mean I don't want to say I don't think I could ever but knowing my body type I like can't even picture myself in a size two I just don't think that right now would be like at all healthy or anything like that, you know, but I do know certain sizes look healthier on me that maybe wouldn't be as healthy on someone else, but also there's so many components to that, like height, bone structure, musk, like your muscles, like your body composition. And it's like, it's tough. It's tough when you look in the mirror and you're hypercritical and, you know, especially like living in Arizona, like it's hot. So in the summer you wear as minimal clothes as possible. Like, let's be honest, it's a lot of shorts at the pool, all that stuff. And I know for me, like I saw some pictures of myself last summer and I was crushing it. It was probably like the lowest I've been as an adult and I loved it, but also it wasn't necessarily sustainable. And I'm thinking about my activity level now, my activity level then, and I'm like, Erica, it makes sense that maybe your abs aren't quite as defined. Still have abs, still am able to, you know, look good. I think I look pretty solid, but um, I know like I can go down that rabbit hole because I'm like, well, look at this little, like this little piece here and this little piece there. And have you noticed, do you struggle at all with not only nitpicking, but like I really struggled with and like am currently, if I'm being really like honest here, kind of have that struggle ongoing right now is like that fear of gaining weight back. Because like I've said, I fluctuated a little bit, but I've still overall maintained my more significant weight loss. So I'm not at all near like what I was when we knew each other in college, right? I remember you sent me like a glow up side by side of both of us. And it's like kind of amazing to look at us now versus then it's like very cool and I'm like very proud of us but at the same time it's like sometimes I get a huge fear of going back there and part of it is my own internal like I mean I'll be honest I didn't feel very good there I know you talked about that in the previous episode of like it's not only how you look but it's how you feel you know so I don't want this to all be just like how we look because like I feel a lot better so when I think of last summer I'm like, I felt so good. I also looked pretty good, but I felt really good. And so when I'm trying to motivate myself um, to be active and to eat well and to stay in my good habits, 
I know I personally am trying to focus on how I feel versus how I look. Yep. Though that can be difficult. Have you noticed that like fear of like maybe gaining weight back or going backwards or anything like that? Oh yeah, for sure. So like I mentioned, when I started my journey, it was really about weight loss. So I was very Mm -hmm. hyper-focused just on that. Um, Mm -hmm. And because of that, like every time I put on a shirt or a pair of pants, if it was like a new size, I'd be hyper aware to make sure that I wasn't going in a direction that I didn't want to go. Um, And even now I'm hyper aware, but like you mentioned, I try to focus too on how I feel and making decisions that make me feel good versus just what I look in the mirror or how my clothes fit. Um, And I think if you can reach that balance in your mind, it's a lot easier to maintain whatever lifestyle it is that you want. So a lot of times when you experience weight loss, you do, um, it's kind of like, if you picture it in a graph, it's like a ski slope, and then it trends downward. Mm -hmm. And then you typically pass the point, get you get to the point of the number you wanted to reach or how you wanted to look in the mirror. And maybe you go a little bit past that. um, And then you say, hey, I've reached my goal, like I'm done. And then you potentially will backtrack a little bit because maybe you were living an unsustainable lifestyle or maybe your diet wasn't um, on point after you reached that goal. Now you're eating out a lot more, whatever those lifestyle choices were that you weren't doing while you were on that downward trend. And then you Mm -hmm. gain some of that weight back and then you become hyper focused again because now you're going in the opposite direction. That's how we get a lot of yo-yo dieting. Um, or a lot of up and down in weight. So I experienced that quite a bit. Um, Not so much the yo-yoing up and down because I've tried to make lifestyle choices, like I said, that make me feel good and make me happy. And me going out and eating like a whole pizza or a bunch of desserts, it makes me feel awful. Like it sounds really weird, but I can't do it. Um, I was joking with my boyfriend the other day. I bought some like honey roasted peanuts at the store and I love like, uh, honey roasted nuts, things like that. Mm-hmm. I just like to snack. And I remember I ate, I ate like a bunch of them and my body just hated it because it's not used to having a lot of sugar. It's not used to nuts. Yeah. Um, peanuts in general just upset my stomach. So it's, it's those small things. Um, definitely hyper-focused. I think that was definitely a big, a big part of the journey is you're, you're just hyper-focused because you don't want to get to the point that initiated the journey in the first place. I think that's just kind of human nature. Um, me in particular, I have very strong memories throughout my journey where maybe mm-hmm. I was doing an exercise and I couldn't do it because of my weight or my fitness level. And I have moments when I start to feel like I haven't been eating as good or I haven't been as active as I should be, where I go back to those moments and I like, it's almost like it's stuck in my mind how horrible it felt to not be able to move move the way I wanted my body to move. Um, So sometimes that's what I hyper-focus on versus how I look in the mirror is like those moments of fitness where I couldn't do something I wanted to do because of my fitness level. Absolutely, and I know we touched on this in the last episode, But I love focusing on like fitness goals more in the sense of like a movement or for you like your races. And even like, I'll say like you inspire me because I know we were joking last time, like I'm more of a gym rat in the sense of like weights. You're more of like a cardio runner. But I think for me, if I'm getting really honest, I was always the person that was quote, not a good runner, 
right? Like that's always what I was told my whole life. Like those um, gym runs, like in elementary school gave me the most anxiety ever because a bitch is slow. (laughs) It was so (laughs) slow. And like, even when I was fast for me, it was still like not fast compared to other people. So like that, it sounds silly maybe, but I swear to God that set me up to believe that I'm, I'm not a runner. I'm not a runner. And that's not even true because I went on a pretty good kick in high school where I was running consistently like three to five miles, which I know that's probably nothing for you, but for the average person, like that's a decent amount of distance. Like that's better than nothing, right? Like that's a good 30 to 50 minute, depending on, you know, how fast you can go run. And so something I honestly really want to challenge myself with, um, especially as it starts to cool down. It's a little hard right now. I'm not trying to use the heat as an excuse, but like, to be honest, when it is over 110 most days, like even at night, because we're in a situation where it's not even cooling down overnight, really, I want to start running more, mostly to challenge myself and to show myself that I can instead of having that limiting belief that I can't. Um, But something I noticed too is like when and where I try to help myself be not like not as hard and have that mindset shift. So when I look at my life a year ago or like maybe not like just over a year ago to now, like I was able to be way more active because I had way more time. And like I know you definitely have to make it a priority and make time, but especially during my 75 hard, it's like I was single. It was just me and my dog. My work schedule is different because of COVID, so I wasn't traveling. And I had all the time in the world. Like when I got home from work, like I could do two workouts. Like there were some days I'd be doing like essentially four workouts. You know, I would walk Hunter for a good hour. I would then probably weight lift most days, like four days a week. Then I would go do Krav Maga. And then on top of it, I would sometimes do an extra like kickboxing class that they had at my Krav gym. And it's like, that's ends up being almost like four hours of exercise a day no shit that's not sustainable (laughs) like I mean maybe it can be for some people but like for the most most people that's not sustainable long term so now it's like you know I live with my boyfriend like I'm trying to spend time with him I know you can relate to that it's like they're busy they work a lot so you don't want to get off your path but at the same time like it would make sense that with a lifestyle change, having to find a new way to be active, but also realize, okay, like maybe I hit that really low weight because I was doing a very large amount of exercise. And I don't want to say I can't hit it again. Maybe I can, maybe I can't, but like, it's going to have to be different now, potentially more nutrition focused, potentially more higher intensity exercise for shorter periods of time, something like that. And I know for me, And like this is something we've talked about a little bit. One of the harder parts is like, it's so kind when people recognize you for your hard work. I'm sure you can relate to this. Like it probably in one way feels really good when people are like, oh my God, you look so great. And you're like, thank you. But at the same time, I don't know about you. I tend to internalize that as pressure, you know, of like, oh shit, like I need to maintain this. Like I'm finally, no, I don't want to say finally, but like I'm getting recognized. Like what if people notice if I like, gain a little bit of weight or if I fall back into old habits and that's where the lifestyle change is super important but have you noticed like do you feel like at all pressure I know we've talked about body neutrality in the past so I don't know if that helped you specifically is like switching your mindset to that but I noticed I really 
Like I appreciate when people compliment me for my hard work, but at the same time, I then get very hard on myself. Have you had yeah. that struggle? So I think that actually through my fitness journey, I picked up kind of a bad habit of really shutting people down when they start to comment on my body, whether it's good yeah. or bad. Like my response, like you can just tell in my body language and the way that I respond is that it's very, very negative. So it's almost mm -hmm. like you, when you have a tough conversation with someone and you know that, um, you know that you're not, that you're not getting through to them or that they, they're shut down and they're not going to listen. That's what I did like throughout my fitness journey. So I think because of that, people stopped commenting or saying things mm -hmm. unless they were people that don't know me or see me very often. So during 2020, during the pandemic, the height of the pandemic, I also went mm -hmm. through um, a very active phase because there was nothing to do. So I went on yeah. a ton of walks. I worked out once or twice a day. I was running quite a bit um, and I got really, really lean. The first time I was able to go back to my salon to get a haircut, my hairstylist looked at me and she said, oh my gosh, you look so good. Um, because she hadn't seen me in so long and I'd mm -hmm. gotten really fit during um, the pandemic. Um, so she wouldn't know that my general behavior is to just kind of shut down. But my friends, my family, even to this day, if yeah. someone starts to comment on my body, I, I pretty much shut down. Um, mm -hmm. And I don't really think that's the right move. I think that's something that I need to work on to just let what someone says um, kind of pretend that they didn't say it in my mind, but still have a positive attitude. Um, but that that's also to me kind of an effect of going through a big fitness journey is especially if you're going through one where people commented on your body negatively before. Yeah, I definitely get that. I remember, so I often, right now I'm working more at a gym near my house um, just because of the summer, it's a little bit easier. But during the school year, I often work out at work. And I remember when I was going through my big journey, I was lifting at work like four to five times a week and the head strength coach, probably a couple months in, like by that point I had lost some weight. I was looking, I was looking really good, like not to hype myself up, but I was looking very strong and like, I was really proud of myself and I was putting in the work and uh, she had said something to me. She was like, Hey, like, I don't know, like, I don't know you that well, but I just want to say like, you are crushing. And I was like, Oh, thank you. Like, I'm really excited. She's like, yeah, I never know when to comment because you don't want to say something that's going to upset you. But like, just know, like, it's no, like you're crushing it. You're doing great. And it's tough because I so appreciate that. And in that moment, I took that comment well, because I also saw that, you know, she was seeing how much weight I was lifting. So for me, one thing I like about lifting weights is I tend to focus more on like, is my squat increasing? Is my deadlift increasing? Like, am I doing more in the weight room? Am I doing more complicated lifts? Am I growing in that area? Kind of like, are you running longer? Are you running faster? So that helps me. But something I've tried to challenge myself with too is just because someone's making a comment that is meant to be compliment and like I'm just going to give people the benefit of the doubt like that it's meant to be a compliment doesn't mean that they're talking shit on what I looked like before and that's like the balance of like you know especially because I had one person actually a friend of mine she had seen my 75 hard before and after and she's like it's funny Erica because you kind of had abs before they're just more defined now and she's like even my sister like I showed my sister and she was like, oh, dang, I wish I looked like her before. And that's the thing. It's like, just because someone's comment commenting on your progress 
doesn't necessarily mean they were insulting your starting point. And, you know, some people are jerks. Maybe they were mentally. But, you know, I've had to change that mindset of, like, just because you're complimenting me now doesn't mean you're insulting the past version of Erica. And that's hard, though, especially when you're comparing. And especially in the age of, like, social media. And on one hand, I find it so motivating in some ways. Like, I love seeing people's transformations. I love, like, I love, to an extent, I love seeing how many people are getting active and how many people are taking care of their bodies. I think it's really great, especially in a society that's more sedentary just with work. Like, we're not as active as we may have been in the past. So, Let's be honest here, we probably have to be a lot more intentional about being healthy just because we're not moving naturally as much as like our ancestors did. And so I love that, but then at the same time, I don't know if you have this issue, but I find myself comparing on social media all the time. And I can be really, even when I was really proud of myself, I will look at someone and I'll be like, oh, well, why don't my arms look like that? Why don't my abs look like that? Or why don't my legs look like that? And that's one thing I've loved about social media with the like, oh, mid-size fashion haul or plus-size fashion haul and like showing clothes on different bodies because at least it makes you feel represented. And I'm like, I'm the same size as her and I think she looks fucking great right now. So why am I so hard on myself? I love that. But can you speak to that at all? Have you had any issues or have you struggled at all with that because social media is like such a love-hate situation in my mind all right y'all so we had a bit of a technical difficulty but we are back and so we were just talking about body image and social media and how often we can compare ourselves maybe we're comparing ourselves to someone online or we're just comparing the journeys and so i just wanted to ask gianna have you ever had that issue because i know that so many people are sharing their fitness journey now. I love that for them. I love that so many people are getting active and sharing their story. Um, but I know for me personally, I can really struggle with comparing myself and that getting in that comparison trap, whether it's, oh, I'm not lifting enough weight or my body doesn't look like their body. Why doesn't my body look like their body? We're like similar heights. Like what's going on? Have you had that struggle at all? Oh yeah, for sure. And I've had it in two ways. Um, so you mentioned the lifting piece. So maybe you're not lifting mm-hmm. as much as somebody else. I do the same thing with running. So if I follow mm-hmm. running accounts on social media, um, one of the things that runners do is when they're training for a race, uh, any of the runs they have during the week, they uh, should be doing them at their easy pace. And an easy pace is about a minute to a minute and a half slower than what you intend to run on race day. And what you see a lot of times is someone will post their run and they're all excited, like, hey, I got out and I ran 10 miles. Um, It was an easy run for me today. And let's say their easy run pace is seven minutes. Um, And you're like thinking like, oh my gosh, that means that when they go and race 10 miles, they're running at like six, five and a half minute miles. That's crazy. Why am I not that fast? And then I look at my easy pace and my easy pace is like eight and a half nine minute miles and then it just goes on and on and on in the whole running universe because everyone runs different paces so I struggle with comparisons Mm -hmm. with that um wondering why I'm not faster what what I could be doing better um and then I also look at how runners look 
um, on social media. So why are my legs not as thin as that runner's legs? We run the same amount of distance. Um, why does my body not, not look like that? If it did look like that, could I run an easy pace at seven minutes? Um, and that's something that I've struggled with since I picked up running. Um, the other thing is just in general, um, seeing other people's bodies on social media, whether it's clothing, um, whether it's just everyday life, you just look at someone's picture and you're really nitpicking everything apart. And that's one of the things that I don't like about social media is that Mm -hmm. you're putting yourself out there to the world. So you should understand that someone's going to look at that. But at the same time as the viewer, it also affects you internally yourself, you know, because then you start to compare whether it's your lifestyle, your body, whatever it may be. Um, so I've definitely had that struggle. What I have enjoyed though, is seeing more or different bodies on social Mm -hmm. media, because then I think it reduces that effect quite a bit for people because you're not seeing the same body type over and over and over again. So then that perception of it being the global standard or society standard is kind of diminished in my opinion. I totally agree. And that's something that I've struggled with, not only in social media, but in my daily life. I think we talked about this a little bit um, in the first episode together, where I'm just in a unique situation where I work with college athletes who are much healthier, much better shaped than the average population, right? So I am like surrounded by people who are doing immense amounts of training, who really are probably at potentially their peak performance, right? Like, potentially, I mean, who knows, but they are in very good shape. And when that's all you see, especially when, you know, I work with a lot of women, you know, even them, they will nitpick their bodies and they'll pick themselves apart. And I'm like, if you are nitpicking yourself, like, what the fuck are you thinking about me? (laughs) Like, holy shit. And it's hard to not get there, you know, because it's like, you are so much smaller than me and you are tearing yourself apart right now. And it's hard to not get a little like insecure about that, especially like I follow on TikTok specifically. Like I love a lot of different gym pages and some of these women, like they're crushing it. They look amazing. But for me, it's probably not the most realistic for my body. So I'm like, why, why am I like allowing myself to see this constantly? Because it's really, um, it's really changing my perception of reality. And I don't want to say that I can't do something because I don't know. I mean, I really do think that if you really work hard and that if you make great lifestyle changes, you can kind of achieve anything you set your mind to. I do believe that. So I don't want to put myself in a box or limit myself, kind of like we were talking about earlier, how I've never been a runner, quote unquote. So I don't want to say that. But realistically, like, I don't know if my body would ever really fit in a size two. That just seems unrealistic to me because even at my lightest and my, even in like high school when I was crushing it and I was really healthy, I was never that small, you know? So I just, for me, it's probably not, not that realistic. And so I struggle with that. But one thing I've tried to do is be intentional about, like you were saying, following a variety of people, but also, you know, I just found someone on TikTok the other day, like I think it was yesterday or the day before, and she was doing like, clothing hauls in my size and you know my size isn't like I would say like it's not plus size but it's on the larger end I guess I would say um definitely not a size two and so definitely that mid-size like that mid-size amount and you just don't see it represented enough to be honest like you don't see people talking about it you see the size like two 
you see the size six yep. and then you see you know the plus size category but that midsize is like not as talked about and I saw this girl try on these clothes and I was like she looks great like she is crushing it she looks amazing she looks healthy she like looks fit and I'm like I am the same size as her and I'm a similar height so like I genuinely probably look pretty fucking similar to this why do I nitpick myself apart when for her I'm like wow you look fucking great and that's something we were talking about a little bit earlier is everyone's perception is different and like your starting point might be someone else's like goal so trying to not be as hard on myself because you know I've been pretty active my whole life you know my starting point for my journey where I would say I was at my heaviest you know it was a low point for me but I need to remember that that may not be the case for everyone and that I need to really not be so hard on myself because at the end of the day, like, I know it's, it may sound silly because on one hand, I definitely believe in the, like, treat your body well. It's your home while you're here on earth, right? Like, take care of yourself because it's going to make you feel better. But at the same time, yep. it's like, I'm more than my body. I am more than if I have abs or not. I am more than if I have a big butt or not yep. or whatever, right? And something we were talking about earlier before we started recording is that difference of how standards change. So not only are we more than just our body, but like these standards change. I mean, I've seen it all over social media lately. Look at the Kardashians. Like they, their bodies have completely changed in the last couple months. And I'm not here to nitpick them. Like, do you? I don't really give a shit. But it just shows how like they thought one thing was a trend and a style, so they were all shooting for it, and now they've changed their perception, and their bodies look pretty fucking different. Like, pretty different. A lot of people are calling them out. Whatever. Do, do you. I don't really care. Yeah. But it's like we are literally comparing ourselves to these people that potentially have had surgeries, potentially surgical enhancements, who maybe are able to pay for like top trainers and personal chefs and it's like why are you comparing yourself or like these fitness influencers where it's literally their job to look good put it put it this way so if you're listening picture your life and picture um you do not have a standard nine to five job you you do something for work but it's not the standard of you go to an office or you're sitting at home working Mm -hmm. from the computer from nine to five you don't have that. You have every flexibility in your career uh, as possible. Money is not an issue, um, and you don't have to cook for yourself. Uh, you can hire someone to do that and cook within whatever standards or whatever meal plan uh, nutritionist that you hire sets up for you based mm-hmm. on your body goals. Then you have a personal trainer. Um, whatever the best the money can get you is your personal trainer and your job is to show up at a gym and listen to what they say and then you go home and you shower and have the rest of the evening to yourself Um, and you can do that every day 365 days a year what do you think you would look like Um, and those are the standards that we're seeing on social media more from celebrities or even social media influencers um, or TikTok content creators Um, A lot of those people, their job is to create content, and there's Mm -hmm. nothing wrong with that. But think about the hours you spend in a day um, meal prepping, um, going to your jobs, uh, driving to and from the gym, planning what your workout is going to be if you do some type of active lifestyle. 
Um, and then without even picturing everyday things. So if you have a spouse or a significant other or a partner, um, if you have pets, you're the ones that are take you're the one that's taking care of all that and that can be handled by somebody else. And I think sometimes we lose sight of that. We see something on social media and we think, well, they have a job. Um, they have to cook meals. They have to do the same things I do to survive. But it's a little bit different when you have uh, the resources to be able to put that onto somebody else so you don't really have to think about it. I mean, if you could meal plan every single day and someone could do it for you and you just had to sit at a table and eat what was there and you would be eating nutritionally healthy foods, I mean, just that alone, what would you look like? And like I said, I think that that's something that people forget. Mm -hmm. And again, that's a symptom of social media. That's whatever gets put in your face is, well, my life is perfect. Or if you see a birthday party or something like that, we just touched on the Kardashians, but other Instagram influencers that throw 30th birthday parties and they have huge balloon garlands and fancy drinks and whatever it is. And sometimes that stuff is sponsored Mm -hmm. because someone wants to show their balloon garland online or wants to show an event space and they hire this person to do that. And it's not, it's life, but it's not the life for most people that are observing. And I think that that's something we have to remember, whether it's about Mm -hmm. your body or whether it's about the lifestyle you live in. Absolutely. And don't get me wrong. I know that everyone, like typically everyone's schedule is different and I don't want to, I don't want people to think like that we're saying use your schedule as an excuse because it's definitely not. You know, you have to make the time to be healthy and that can be very hard. But even, I mean, we can go down this tangent if you like, but the resources you have available, even myself having, being pretty like normal middle class, I still have more resources than a lot of people in the world that aren't having to work two jobs, that, you know, maybe genuinely what they can afford to feed their kids is that highly processed food that, because let's look, guys, like a lot of the food that's better for you is more expensive. So that's a barrier to entry. And if you're potentially living in poverty or you're someone that's having to work multiple jobs, like how are you supposed to find the time to meal prep, to be active, to do this, to do that, it can be really hard. And of course, I do think there's little things you can implement, but you know, that's where we need to stop comparing because when it's literally their whole job to look good, that's going to be a different situation than the more average human that has to work that nine to five. And even just thinking of how the societal standards are always different. We were talking about that a little bit before where, I mean, think about what was popular in, let's say the nineties. The 90s, if I'm remembering, it was like that twig, thin, supermodel, so small. And we've had some variances with then curve, like a little bit curvier is more in style. And I don't really know what is right now. I try to not really care. But you know what I'm saying? Like these things change. And like you were saying back in the day, back in like Victorian times, like being a little bit fuller figure was a sign of wealth. So it was actually better to be like fuller because that showed that you had money and that you didn't have to labor right and so comparing ourselves to these societal standards is a bit a bit ridiculous because it all just changes based on the fashion industry and whatever the media is of the time and that's where for myself 
I'm just trying to learn to love myself at every phase of life. And this might sound silly, but I don't know if you struggle with this, but someday I, in theory, probably want to have kids if I'm able. And I hate to say this, but something that scares me about that is how much my body will change. And not knowing what that's going to look like before, during, and after. And it's like, shoot, I work hard enough to be what I look like right now. (laughs) Add in a huge change. Add in just being older, potentially having a slower metabolism. Add in new responsibilities of taking care of a kid. Like, it's kind of scary. And just learning to love yourself at every stage of life though difficult is what I personally am trying to strive for right now I don't know have you like thought about that at all is just like going forward in life and how how like things are going to change and like how to maintain like it's good I'm a little scared I'm a little scared if I'm being honest (laughs) yeah I'm I'm honestly terrified because Mm -hmm. of the weight loss journey that I've been through we touched on it earlier in the episode is just being hypersensitive to what you look like and your body is going to look different when you're trying Mm -hmm. to sustain another human. I mean, if we're talking about uh, having kids and having to accept that and know that your body is, is not really your own anymore. I mean, it's yours and somebody else's for the length of time that you're pregnant. And then after that, you're raising a child. You are making sure that something outside of you stays alive and that's your primary focus. So me going on a 10 mile run on a Sunday morning is not something that's going to take priority over making sure the child is taken care of. Um, and that's something that's really scary when you've created a life. It's, it's a change that you may think you're prepared for and some Mm -hmm. people adjust better than others from what I've seen um but that's something that terrifies me is right now if I wanted to go do something I just get in my car and I leave uh whether it's fitness related or life related and when you have a child or an animal if you if you don't have children you can't do that anymore and sometimes that doesn't hit you until you're there you know and the effects specifically pregnancy have on a body um are crazy to me i mean you're literally creating something and growing Mm -hmm. it and it's sustaining its own life off of you for nine months um, if you carry to full term and then even after that then you're you're breastfeeding potentially a baby um Mm -hmm. if you don't breastfeed you still have to feed it so it's still taking time up a lot of those things are tied to your body and you see movements on social media now too with moms accepting their bodies because their bodies are, are different. You may have stretch marks you didn't have before. Um, your body may not bounce back in the same way because now you've carried a child. So maybe your body shape and type changes. And I think mm-hmm. that that must be very difficult for some women to go through. And I think that society doesn't always grasp that. They just kind of see the like weight loss. They see the beginning, the middle, and then the post baby. And then they ask questions like, well, when are you going to get your, yeah. your pre, pre-pregnancy body back? Um, and really what you're trying to do is raise a child, you know? Mm-hmm. And again, I think that goes a little bit into body neutrality again. Um, a person just birthed a child and you're asking them when they're going to get their pre-baby body back. And 
they mm-hmm. may not get it back. And now you're putting that perception on them that they need to work out harder or take more time away because now they don't look good as they did before they had a child. It's, it's all terrifying. <laughs> exactly. No, it's so scary. It's so scary, especially like, I just, it's hard because I know for me, I am someone that is so hard on myself. And so it's like, I'm already really hard on myself. I don't need comments from other people. And so I'm a little nervous about hearing comments from those in my life. I don't, I try to surround myself with really positive individuals, but still. Typically, I mean, like, even when I went through, like, a running spurt in high school, and I was running a lot, and um, I was probably smaller than I was before, but to be honest, when I look back at that time, I also had some, like, disordered eating habits. I wouldn't say I maybe had, like, a full-on eating disorder, but, like, I had some disordered habits that were not very healthy, and all I heard was, like, oh, my God, you look so great. Oh, my God, you're so thin, like, blah, 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 and that's that was hard because it's like this isn't coming from a very healthy state I'm pushing myself really hard and that's not necessarily bad but I'm then not fueling my body to recover from that exertion and that's not a good thing and I think too often people equate thinness with health and that those are not necessarily mutually exclusive now I do think we need to look at how a lot of illnesses are honestly lifestyle related so i think we can say that without you know judging anyone's body size or their weight like but you know cardiovascular disease is a great example a lot of that is lifestyle some genetics but a lot of it's lifestyle and so of course you want to promote a healthy lifestyle but someone's healthy lifestyle isn't going to look the same in the sense of your body may not look the same so something i've been trying to switch with myself is do i eat do I eat in a healthy manner, you know, let's say 80% of the time? I'm even, like, even in that moment, I was trying to catch myself from saying, do I eat well? Do I eat good food versus bad food? Because I don't want to put that out there, right? I don't want to put out good food versus bad food because that's a whole nother tangent. But I'm like, if I'm eating within the means that I know I need to, let's say 80 to 90% of the time, and then I have those moments where, I'm letting myself loose a little bit and I'm letting myself enjoy life and not think about it as well as am I pretty active most days? Am I moving my body in some way, shape, or form most days? You know what? I'm going to get whatever body I get at the end of the day and I need to learn to be okay with that. And that can be really difficult, especially like right now, you know, I've shared with you a little bit um, that life has just been a lot in a lot of different areas of life and like I have not been, quote, on my game as much as I maybe was a year ago or even, like, eight months ago. Like, the past five to six months have been a lot mentally, and I am trying to be gentle with myself and know that, you know, you're not going to be perfect all the time. You're not necessarily going to be on all the time, and that it's okay to allow yourself that grace where maybe I gained three pounds that three pounds is fucking okay. And when life calms down a little bit, there's a very good chance that it'll go away, to be quite honest, because honestly, I've noticed that through my 75 hard journey. I don't know if you can relate to this, but I noticed that as I got mentally stronger and mentally healthier, like weight was coming off. And yes, I was 
pretty physically active, but I've noticed that as I've learned to let go of things I held on to, I have been able to shed weight and they have noticed, like they have found that mind-body connection that like stress can cause you to gain weight and you know difficult stages of life but also you can hold on to things and sometimes that manifests as weight and sometimes it can even be a subconscious thing where maybe you don't feel as safe in your body so you're protecting yourself so you're doing habits that maybe like will add a little extra weight in your body because you're using it as a like a protective mechanism that's actually a lot more common than what people know so I'm going on a rant but it's just tough because it's like if I am if I am treating my body well most of the time like then I need to fucking calm down and I know we've talked about this but like something I struggle with is the scale is the actual number and it's tough because I kind of like those objective measures just like we were talking about race paces or running times and you know maybe the weights I'm lifting physically I like having those numbers but at the same time I found like especially right now I need to be away from the scale because it is fucking with my head and that doesn't mean I don't want to check in every so often I think I I like to check in every so often I know some people are completely like scale free good for them but also like I can't weigh myself every day because that's not healthy especially as a woman you know our bodies change like with our menstrual cycle our bodies change so much cyclically versus like men just have a little bit of a different experience they don't have those hormone variations every month but have you struggled with that like what do you do with the scale do you are you a scale person are you not a scale person so i used to be because Mm -hmm. um the the type of i'm gonna say body dysmorphia because i categorize it as that Mm -hmm. i've never been no one has ever told me officially like yes you have body dysmorphia but when um, I went and I told the story earlier about being in a size two and mm-hmm. still nitpicking. I was probably weighing myself every morning um, because I was so hyper aware of what my body looked like and I wanted to get a lower number on the scale. But when I started noticing how that affected me, um, I stopped weighing myself. I probably haven't weighed myself in probably two or three years because it is so hard for me to sit on the scale and not see a number that I want to even if my body looks the way that I want it to look um so I for me that I took that point away because it was it was harming Mm -hmm. me mentally um but I understand where people like to have that that be able to see it in a numerical way I mean I'm an engineer so I I like numbers too so I understand that I just personally can't handle it and what I've tried to do more is I'm trying to focus less on a number or even the way that my body may look because I, like you mentioned, I, I may go up and down a little bit in weight now, but my mm-hmm. body's about the same. I, I still fit into the same clothes that I fit in a year ago. They, they may change a little bit as my body type changes, but I mm-hmm. still fit into them. Um, so I'm trying to focus more on what my body can do versus how my body may look or fit or what the number associated with it is. And an example I always tell people is, uh, everyone knows I'm a runner. That's probably my biggest characterization is people know that I'm a runner. So um, they always tell me like, there's no way that I could do that. I I couldn't run, I can't even run a mile. And um, what I, 
tend to look at is along that same conversation, someone always says like, oh, you, you're so thin, like that's mm-hmm. why I can't do it. Like I, that's just not me, I'm not thin enough to be a runner. And you even see that a lot on social media um, in like positive, in the positivity side of it is if you're a runner or if you mm-hmm. run, you're a runner um, and don't worry about your weight or your size. But before I ran a marathon last year, you look at marathon runners and yeah, you see the ones that run a marathon in two hours and they're very thin, just muscle, um, they're tall and lean. But what you don't see is people that run average marathon times, which is anywhere I would say from four to five hours. And some of them are heavier than me and some of them are smaller than me. Um, And that's something that people don't think about is it's not just a tall, lean runner that runs a two hour marathon that's a runner. It's someone that potentially weighs 20 to 30 pounds more than I do right now. And that's post a 70 pound weight loss, you know? and they're on their like six Mm -hmm. to 10th marathon. And I think that's something that we need to focus on is they're moving their body in a way that makes them feel good. And that's going out and running 26 miles. And um, they may not be someone that's tall and lean. And that's what we, and lift a bunch of weight. You Mm -hmm. can go, I know you paddle, you need to normalize is more of the body, moving your body in whatever way feel happy moving it so you don't have to go out and run 10 miles you don't have to go to the gym or you can go out paddle Mm -hmm. boarding and that takes an incredible amount of core strength and to me people that paddle board are fit they have balance they have a lot of core strength because they're paddle boarding Mm -hmm. standing up most of the time for long periods of time um hikers they are enduring walking 10 miles on one hike and if you live in places like arizona it's hot outside and you don't have to be Mm -hmm. 120 pounds to be able to go out and do that if that's the activity you enjoy and i think people lose sight of that sometimes because all they see are the fittest athletes doing those everyday things whether it's paddle boarding hiking running uh lifting but there's people that don't look like that that do those activities too and i would classify them as fit if someone can go out and run 26 miles no matter the time that it takes them to do it in to me for a long time i couldn't do that and i weighed less on a scale than they did and i think that that's amazing to achieve that goal absolutely and that's something i've been trying to switch my mindset and i know i've talked to you about it a lot like in private is just i think something i've struggled with is I love routine, right? And so then trying to figure out a quote program. And so one reason I haven't done the 75 hard again yet is because I don't want to be dependent on a program, even though realistically I do almost everything you would do while doing the 75 hard every day. You know, I am intentional about moving my body. Usually it ends up being twice a day, just, you know, being a dog owner, as you know. I walk my dogs almost always it's at least 45 minutes and then typically I do one thing for myself right that's not just a walk and so I've been like really struggling with oh do I lift or even this TikTok trend that we saw in the past couple months the Pilates trend or the hot girl walk trend and like what do I do that works for me and don't get me wrong I took a couple weeks off of lifting and did Pilates and I loved it and so for me I'm just trying to figure out like what works 
for me. And something I want to dive into, and honestly, like, we could probably talk about at length um, in the future, is just, I don't know if you've seen it, but it's, like, changing your workouts based on your hormonal cycle, like, where you are in your cycle. Because let's be honest, as women, it affects your energy level and affects the type of movement that really are going to be good for you and good for your cortisol levels and stuff like that. And how, you know, yeah, there's certain times in the month you might be more motivated to go do that HIIT workout. You might be more motivated to go lift heavy versus other times of the month where maybe we do something a little bit more relaxed where you're still moving your body. Maybe something like Pilates, it's still going to be hard, but just lower intensity level or paddleboarding or hiking. And so I've been really hard on myself lately because I'm just like feeling in a bit of a rut fitness wise because I'm like, I don't know what I want to do. I like lifting. I like Pilates. I've stopped doing Krav at the moment, but I want to integrate at least some kickboxing back in um, to my routine and I because I really like it. I've also, you know, with the heat and just with lifestyle changes, I haven't been hiking as much. I haven't been paddleboarding as much. And I love it. And I'm like, Erica, literally just being more intentional about on the weekends going for either a hike or paddleboarding will help. And it will help me get where I want to be fitness-wise, but also I'll enjoy it. And not being like having that mindset shift of whatever whatever you can stick with is what is best for you and I know there's a lot of debate like there was a lot of people in social media world that were like that are big into lifting that were super pissed about this Pilates trend and they're like no lifting is the only way and don't get me wrong like weightlifting has a lot of great benefits so I'm not shitting on it as I as you all know I love to lift you know, it's great for your bones, it's great for your joints in certain ways, like if you're doing it properly, it can be really good for you. That being said, at the end of the day, whatever you can stick to and stick with is what's important. And so I've also been really trying to yeah. not look at the scale and look more so at how do I feel because like we were talking about earlier, it's more so like I felt a lot better at a certain weight, so I'm trying to remind myself of it's not the number that I'm going after. It's how did I feel? How did I feel in my body? Did I have more energy? And my diet, when I'm really sh like on it, is kind of strict. And at times, people like shit on me for that. But what they don't realize, it's like if I eat a lot of gluten and dairy, like I feel like shit. It's not because I'm trying to be this person that's like, oh, better than you. I don't eat gluten. I don't eat dairy. No, no. Like I get super bloated. I have so many digestive issues and it's like legitimately painful. It's not just a, it's not just a, the cool thing to do, you know? And so have you noticed that when you switch your mindset in that regard, like has that helped you at all? Or like health, like having a healthy mindset to maintain your fitness goals and not get yeah. into disordered habits? Yeah, so through my journey, I, I touched on it in the last episode is I found a lot of foods that I didn't know that I liked and now I eat and incorporate into my daily life. Mm -hmm. um, and like you just mentioned, I try to be more intentional with everything that I do. If I'm too tired, I'm not going to force myself to go on a run because all that that's going to do is force me to hate running Yeah. Um, because I'm really tired and, and it's just not something I want to do. So being more intentional with everything, whether it's mm -hmm. what you do actively or how you eat, I think helps a lot. And I I can't say this enough. I think 
and I feel so strongly about the fact that you need to be happy in the body that you have mm-hmm. and make strives and incorporate it into a daily routine. Yeah. Um, the more habits you incorporate that are not you or that you do not enjoy, the more likely you are to not be able to continue mm-hmm. them. So if you don't really enjoy eating salads, like you don't like greens, they don't really agree with you, why would you eat a salad every day for lunch, mm-hmm. you know, because you're trying to lose weight or achieve some kind of number goal on a scale? Because after you reach that goal, it's not going to be sustainable mm-hmm. for you. And the same applies to the fitness gym side of things. Why would you go to a gym and pay to gym fees, whether it's 20 30 40 50 dollars if you don't enjoy going mm-hmm. and you and every time you have to get in the car and go you're miserable about it you're not going to enjoy the workout you're not going to feel that great afterwards you're really just doing it to hit a number so my i guess my um what i would say to the listeners is to challenge yourselves to find activities and nutrition that you actually enjoy doing And it doesn't have to look the same as everybody else. It doesn't have to be weightlifting. It doesn't have to be being a marathoner or a half marathoner or a runner or uh, a hiker. It just has to be an activity that you enjoy. Because guess what? When you like to do something, you're going to go do it again. I love desserts. So I will continue to eat desserts the length of my life. Same. Uh, I've enjoyed running for the three years so i'm gonna go back and keep running and may slow down sometimes but i genuinely enjoy mm-hmm. it so i'm gonna go out and do it um hit workouts are the same i don't really like uh yoga because it's too it's not intense enough for me like it doesn't get my heart rate up so it, i just it relaxes me but i can't do it for long periods yeah. of time um same with like bar related workouts for some reason they just it just doesn't click with me so I know that I'm not gonna stick with it because I've tried them and I'm not doing that anymore so that's I guess my challenge to the listeners is really if you're trying to get somewhere whether it's fitness uh, weight loss related or nutrition related fit in the things that you enjoy into your daily lifestyle because it's gonna make it sustainable and your body's gonna follow that so if I were to go home and eat just desserts, breakfast, lunch, and dinner, my body's going to respond to that and look a certain Mm -hmm. way because that's my lifestyle. And the same way applies if you eat salads every single day, um, is your body's going to respond and look that way, except now whatever those choices are are sustainable to you because you enjoy them. So you're not going to have that same yo-yo effect, and you're going to be able to sustain it longer in your life. Absolutely. And that's honestly, guys, I think a great place to end with this conversation I just really encourage you guys to think about how can you love yourself because truly being healthy and having a lifestyle change is a form of self-love and honestly I think a lot of times we don't necessarily at least me I've noticed this and had some conversations with friends we may not even feel like we're worthy of having that healthy body, having the healthy lifestyle we want, because whatever story we have in our head from years past, it, it's okay to make changes and it's okay to shift. You know, I have I stopped doing Krav because I, honestly it was getting to the point where I didn't enjoy going anymore. And I probably will reintegrate it back into my routine in the future, but at the moment it's not something I'm enjoying. 
right? And so that's okay to press pause. It's okay to make changes. You don't have to stick to one thing and only do that the rest of your life. Now, of course, like Gianna was saying, if you find something you like, go for it. But if that changes, like don't beat yourself up too much because we're, we're human beings, like we're allowed to change, we're allowed to grow, we're allowed to figure out like what works best for us. And at the end of the day, it's all about feeling your best. So thank you so much for joining us today, Gianna. I really enjoyed our conversation. I cannot wait to hear the feedback because like I said, people loved the first episode you were on. So I'm so excited to share this with a listener and we will talk again soon. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening today. I'm so grateful for each and every one of you for taking the time to be a part of our community. Don't forget to check the show notes for the resources I shared in today's episode. And of course, to connect with me on social. You can find me on Instagram and TikTok at erica.vishkalis. You can also find me on Facebook at ericavishkalis. If you want to be a part of our online community, check out our Facebook group, Empowered with Erica. You can also find all of our offers and community links at empoweredwithairca.com. I always love hearing from you, so don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe and tag me with your biggest takeaways from today's episode. Let me know what you loved and what you want to hear more about and share it with someone who you think would love it too. I cannot wait to share more with you. I will see you next week and don't forget to stay empowered.